My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Humphrey Wavered OCs. This is a podcast where our guest and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is Michael. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me on here. Hey, you're welcome. Glad to have you. And I'm excited for everyone to hear about your OC that we're going to be talking about today. Yes, yes. His name is Atticus Flint. Nice. That's a good, strong name. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so with Atticus, Michael, um, would you be, could we start off with kind of like the pitch for what Atticus is from? So Atticus Flint is a 32 year old man. Um, he is a father figure to the three original characters that I have, the three main characters, um, mm-hmm. Elijah, Aurora, and Akila. Um, mm-hmm. And he's actually the uncle to Elijah. Um, and he has <laughs> a lot of seemingly fatherly roles um, in the very beginning. Um, and as the story develops, you get to see all of that development. Okay. And uh, before I forget, what kind of like genre or like kind of type of story is Atticus from? I would say let's set the scene here. (laughs) Um I would definitely say um I guess we're talking genre probably be more sci-fi fantasy. Okay, cool. Yeah. So with Atticus, I like to start off usually by asking uh how people have come up with these characters. So how did how did you kind how did Atticus get created? Did you was he, was he something that you just kind of like that that came to you in like a dream or just kind of brainstorming I or think, like um it actually it started a long time ago actually um just kind of drawing different characters when I was young um mm-hmm, and I was really mm-hmm. able to take the personalities of my father my oldest brother and myself because it was mm-hmm. really, really similar um, and very easy to grab from. So I just kind of made him this, like, he's supposed to be um really laid-back temperament, um, very level-headed, um, really only messes with you if you mess with him type of person, you know? Okay. Yeah. When... When when you say that you made Atticus in high school, like out of curiosity, was he kind of like story agnostic in the sense of like didn't have like a home narrative or was Atticus created with a story in mind? No, I actually don't think I think he was um he did not have a story. He definitely did not have a story. Um Okay, cool. He he kind of just he came he came in a in a weird time when I was trying to figure out a story, but I think I just fleshed him out and was like, okay, like, I just know that this is the type of person that I want, but I don't know where he could fit in a story that, that I would make, that I would soon later make. Okay. Yeah. So then how did you, how did Atticus, how did you kind of like find a story, a narrative home for Atticus? Was it like something where you needed a character in like a later project or kind of like, like, like talk me through your process here. Um, I would like to hear about it. <laughs> I think, um, 
I really have um, some of a, a somewhat of an obsession with archetypes. So he mm-hmm. really fit the narrative that I have him in very, very well. Um, he's the mentor, the teacher. Um, he represents stability and not only just stability, but um, mm-hmm. stability as a black man. Um, and I really want to represent that as well. Nice. Do you mean like, what What do you mean in the sense of like stability? Like personality, uh, just like role in other people's lives, that kind of a thing. I think um, pretty much in all aspects, like he is the person that people go to um, when things get tough. Um, no matter what, okay. he, yeah, he, he is there. He, he is there and he's always thinking it through and bringing you back down to earth. Okay, cool. And since you mentioned that Atticus is from a kind of like sci-fi fantasy, sounds like kind of like a space adventure setting. Yeah. Like, what what's Atticus's like backstory? Like, we already kind of talked about how you made Atticus, but like in universe, what's in he universe, like? In universe, in universe, um, in universe, he is pretty well known. Um not only from the family that he comes from, but based off of his own uh, set of skills. Um, mm-hmm. He, and and because of the people who uh, train him, I guess, in, in a sense, really. Um, mm-hmm. I, and it's funny because I, I'm, I know the type of questions kind of that you, you're going to ask me and yeah. I'm trying not to spoil too, too much without, without, saying a whole lot you know yeah because uh i think i remember seeing on the google form that atticus is from an upcoming story yes is yes, that correct he is. yes he is okay um so like with spoilers like please feel free to like talk about as much as like as much as you want to reveal right. about atticus like i don't know i've i've <laughs> never having had personally like a story that was going to be released that i was concerned about spoilers for (laughs) i've i i don't know where what like a good threshold is for like stuff that is a spoiler versus stuff that would be like in the first in like the first issue or like the first couple of chapters in a preview kind of a thing right i don't know exactly it's it's a little bit touch and go with that um Mm -hmm. i guess depending on how you want to set it up and and your timeline um Mm -hmm. so i'm yeah this whole time i've been trying to give like a really i want to give a detailed summary without diving too too much um he is he is a teacher in in that sense um and and you'll mm-hmm. you'll definitely see that a lot um he's a teacher that still is learning himself too and you'll see that as well um okay uh when you say teacher do you mean in like an academic sense as in like history xenobiology that kind of thing or more more like a mentor figure um I think you kind of hit it on all points, to be honest, uh, because I kind of wanted him to be the jack of all trades in that sense. He is extremely knowledgeable, uh, which is why another aspect of why he is so um, well known or formidable, even um, in that universe. Okay, 
so people are... Atticus has a reputation as a good teacher slash instructor among the... Among his, like... Among his settlement, his city, or, like, are we talking, like, larger scale than that? We are talking uh, very large scale from that. Um, we're talking a supercluster, which is a group of galaxies. We're talking 14 of them combined into one. That is called Orion. Okay, okay. Now, now that we're getting in kind of, like, the... The, like the space the space fi uh fantasy kind of a thing like what what kind of a world is like Atticus from because I, I feel like the character's setting but also like the world and the environment they live in always has a lot of like effect yes it does well, it, it, it it determines a lot of characters like how they react and live and operate that kind of a thing Yes, they are. Um, um, it does affect a lot. I, wow, yeah, actually, I, I haven't really thought about that in that sense, but especially the way that I am portraying so much of what I am, um, you, you see that a lot as well. Um, planets, I, I honestly wanted the planets and the galaxies to represent, um, all different types of life like oh, that that is what orion is supposed to be um not just human based or carbon based but we're going to you're going to see mm-hmm. a bunch of of different species um and they're thinking that we're the aliens you know bless you for specifying carbon based life yeah of course I mean, you got to specify carbon based you got to got mm-hmm. to um yeah so so in that sense you will be able to see how knowledgeable Atticus really is um, and even how much he still has to learn. Okay. So based on the, based on that, then is Atticus human or like what we would recognize as human? He is human-esque. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I can say about that. Okay, like by by human est you mean like humanoid, like like he, good enough good enough that people aren't gonna be like freaking out about him in in the local uh subway, that kind of a thing. Um No, I think honestly it'll it'll be a lot of stuff will be really normalized, um, for the most part. There are some aspects that I will um kind of have the audience be very very surprised at but at the same time there's going to be a lot of things um that in that timeline have been going on for at least like 1500 years oh okay so we are talking multi-millennia for oh, the yeah. time scale of this yes yeah oh sorry yeah the the um era i mean we're in the word it's 3599 in, in the, oh, wow. the storyline yeah okay okay so then how old is atticus both atticus like is 32 chrono- okay he's 32 okay mm-hmm. i was gonna be like how like how old is he in like years but also like developmental stage oh oh um i guess as a oc in in general or as opposed to the the, the storyline itself 
m- mostly in the sense of like a storyline itself because like you've already mentioned that like there are not going to be exclusively carbon-based life forms which means that, like there's probably get, if i had to guess probably a lot of different species living on different developmental stages that is a good point on time spans that are not measured by our human yes exactly you know it's funny in my notes too i actually put 32 human years it's funny okay yeah okay so yeah that is that is a very good point i would say it's it's um it's the same all around for his his developmental stage it'd be what now um actually because uh humans Humans fifteen hundred years from now are going to be somewhat different from how we are now, and I really yeah, wanted to to actually uh, reflect that um, and kind of make an accurate portrayal of that. So it'll be it'll be probably slightly higher. Okay. Okay. Something that I don't think we've actually like discussed is like, what does Atticus look like? What does Atticus look like? That's that's a very good question. Um, he is what did i say six two um about 180 um 190 uh long long black dreads with a really big uh if you know who james harden is maybe some of the viewers do james harden beard santa claus beard i guess if you want to say um blue eyes always has shades on always has um sunglasses on um okay deep voice okay so now michael since i know that you draw have you drawn him before have i drawn atticus before yes yes countless countless times and actually um (laughs) there's been times where i'm like "Mm, i actually kind of want to see him in something different or see him in a different pose see him with a different emotion or see him um, do something different, um, mm-hmm. and and whether it's a sketch or I'm I'm on my uh, tablet, I'm I'm drawing him. Nice. Um, I did have to look up James Harden because I'm not into basketball, <laughs> and that is a that is a magnificent beard. <laughs> right, right. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, yeah. So I had I was like as soon as I saw that I'm like yeah that's that's exactly what Atticus. Is. Nice. Now, what does, what does kind of, like, what what does Atticus, like, tend to wear a lot of the time? Like, since you mentioned that he is kind of, like, a mentor and teacher, like, is there, does he have, like, a uniform? Or, like, how has, like, how has living in, you said, 3599? Yes, yes, I did. How, how does 3599 fashion affect, like, what a teacher, mentor adventurer person like Atticus wears? That's a good question. Um, so to, to take it all the way back, I guess um, the central um, place of learning or academy, I guess, if you want to put it in that, those terms, mm-hmm. issue, your story. <laughs> issue out um, uniforms for, for all of them to, to wear um, at certain times mm-hmm. and different, different ones, different styles. Um, so that has a huge effect in, in their attire, but of course they, me being, especially me being the person I am, I love to draw all different types of, uh, clothing, um, Mm -hmm. 
just seeing what I can do, uh, making it work with the character themselves and finding their, finding the type of clothing for their actual personality and their style is, is one of the best things, one of the best mm-hmm. feelings in the world. So I will definitely milk that so much. Um, yeah. You're, you're going to see so much. I promise you. Out of curiosity, do you do like, it, it, do you also find like cool outfits on like Google and Pinterest and Instagram and stuff? Yes. And like, hey, this is a good outfit for my OC. I'm going to remember this. Pinterest for sure. I I swear. Like, it, I, I actually use Google so much heavy growing up. Um, mm-hmm. And then one of my friends really put me on the Pinterest and it changed my life. So, yeah, yeah. Definitely. So like what kind of fashion do you like for Atticus? Like when you when you mentioned just kind of like f- like f- like free outfit testing. Um you'll definitely see him pretty pretty much uh dapper a lot of the time. Um Ooh, okay. You'll always okay. find him in, in he'll always has he has suits on deck all the time. Um, but he also has a lot of casual wear too that that he can really pull off. He can mm-hmm. I'm 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 really Atticus especially is is one of my favorites to to draw because mm-hmm. um I feel like I I know his personality so much because it is a part of my own so I'm like okay like what would I what would I want to you know what would I want to see this and that so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that always helps and plus nice. honestly not to mention um shout out to my oldest brother because um he really in in real life he put me on to a lot of the style and what i wear how i wear what i the way i see certain things um i always had pretty good color combination but he really upped my game um and i just kind of <laughs> t- took off of it you know nice yeah like and in the sense of a lot of like like pattern experimentation or like styles or like I think it's both. Like, it, it was a lot of experimenting with that um, color combination for sure. Um, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's it's. I would I would definitely say it's it's a mixture of that. Okay, cool. Do you have like a favorite like? Do Do you have like a favorite fashion designer whose stuff you love for Atticus? Mm. I'm asking because like. When I do, when I like save outfits for people, I I don't pay attention to it, and I probably should. <laughs> you know what? I think about that too. Um, and I don't. Oh, I but I actually do have a book. Uh, I think I got it from Barnes and Noble. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but it shows all of. Uh, I guess not even just American fashion, but like all the world's fashion. Um, from. Shoot. Um uh, interesting. Yeah, like early maybe uh seventeen, sixteen hundreds all the way up to now. Nice. Out of curiosity, do you remember what that book's called? I was I you know it's crazy. I'm looking at my bookshelf right now and I I I have to go up and try to look for it. <laughs> Hold on. So it is called Fashionpedia. Okay, I'm looking There we go. I found it. I'm looking it up so that I can get myself a coffee or maybe see if my local library has it <laughs> it's it is amazing and it, it goes so in the depth um and with that i just kind of like put my own style on it and i really want to do a um 
just definitely add futuristic elements to it because you know how fashion of course is going to evolve expand of mm-hmm. course it always does um mm-hmm. but definitely keep it that same um i guess because there's there's a lot of talk about how a lot of concept artists character designers will draw things on their characters that aren't like realistic um or like mm-hmm. especially like uh superheroes and stuff like that so i really wanted to to take on that aspect and make sure that every single piece of clothing that my character was wearing is actually something that someone else could wear in real life okay yeah but that's a very thoughtful aspect of character design because like like you said a lot of people are like I just want to put this cool outfit on my character without trying to figure out, like, okay, but how would you actually, like, put on this garment? Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's that's something that I've, I've seen. I've seen it myself. And even though it mm-hmm. is it looks cool, even though, like, that is a certain type of style that could you could kind of get away with in, in a lot of times. Um, I just want to do something different at the end of the day. Yeah. And then also, like, if at any point in the future someone wants to, like, cosplay Atticus, then they don't have to worry about trying to reverse engineer hidden zippers to get this garment to work. See? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've never done a cos. Well, I've never made a cosplay in my life, so I don't Neither know how it I. works. But I applaud them, because especially when I went to C2E2, Wow, mm-hmm. like it it was it was crazy there and oh, I was yeah. just like stars in my eyes and like oh my gosh, like this is actually really cool. Oh yeah. Oh gosh, yes. Man. This is going to be an odd question, but would Atticus ever do cosplay? I think he would. I think he low key would. Um he wouldn't um I don't think he would geek up about it super like out like out of um out in the open like but he would like to himself like oh my gosh like i gotta mm-hmm. cosplay xyz you know like i could see him trying to cosplay um uh somebody some somebody marvel dc character whoever he would do it Mm-hmm. nice um so earlier you mentioned that Atticus is from the Orion Supercluster. What kind of like what kind of like planet environment is he from? Um I would say it is pretty adjacent to our Earth. Um but not mm-hmm. not necessarily in this era i guess maybe a little bit more like when pangea was around okay yeah okay that's that's kind of like always been the the thought in my head because i wanted i wanted it to be as realistic as possible um Mm -hmm. especially having atticus be mostly human um so i kind of kind of had to grab some type of anger and and use it like that yeah yeah i get that is it like this is gonna be an odd question but like is is atticus from like uh like of the part of the world is it like in like 
the gosh, I can't think of a, a way to describe it. So I'm just going to kind of toss out some words and hope something Go sticks. Go for it. Do it. Go for it. <laughs> is it like, is Atticus from a background of like, like an industrial background or more kind of like academic, like farming or more kind of like, like fancy manufacturing I'm really trying to just like not list off like the districts of the Hunger Games there you here. Are. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my gosh, District Twelve, District Thirteen. No, um, <laughs> honestly. So I'm a. Hopefully, this can sum up what I want to say without saying too much. Um, at about. 15 years old, um, Atticus gets a new bodyguard that he does not want. Okay. Um, so, um, maybe I could add a little bit, a little bit more to that. Um, Atticus, he comes from a different type of family. Atticus definitely mm-hmm. comes from a different type of family, um, where a well-known family, um, and his parents feel the need that he needs a, a bodyguard. Okay. Okay. So either, <laughs> it sounds to me like Atticus is then from either a background of some, of family and people around him who are engaging in let's say risky behaviors that would necessitate a bodyguard or they're in perhaps like government well, that's, that's uh, government adjacent okay yeah okay yeah, yeah that's yeah that was, a, that was a good guess okay cool may i ask if you if that's government in the sense of local regional countrywide Planet wide. Hmm. 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 Um. Uh. We could we could say planets as in plural. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Can I ask how many other planets? <laughs> <laughs> um. Five. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, yeah. five families. Okay, cool. Five of the they are the original planets of Orion, the ones that started it all. Interesting. Okay. So so does that mean that since you mentioned that like the Orion supercluster is kind of more so like like a league or like an affiliation? Are these planets then like the oldest? Are they simply like the ones where it started? Uh, there is one. There is one that is the oldest, um, but the rest, the other four, is just where it started. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Making me think today. <laughs> <laughs> So, since you've mentioned that Atticus then, like, has, I think, been to multiple planets in the supercluster? Yes, yep. 
what are what are some of your favorites or like his favorites to travel to? Um, there's a cloud planet. He really loves um Ooh. loves to just sit down, lay down, look at the clouds. He could do that for hours. Nice. Um, um, there's one that reminds him of his home, but it's not quite mm-hmm. that he likes. Um, there's the one that he raised my three main characters on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's all I can say about that right now. I'm really trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Okay. Uh, this might be a good opportunity then uh, to kind of like m- maybe pivot away from so many questions specifically about Atticus to like what's his what is his life like with Elijah, Aurora, and Aquila? Is it like something where he's been raising them and teaching them from birth or showing up kind of later in life kind of a thing? Yeah, he's um he's actually always been there um from birth pretty much. Um Elijah is the youngest. Um and they are mm-hmm. they Elijah and Aquila are a year apart. Um and Aquila and Aurora are a year apart, but Elijah and Aurora are two years apart. Okay. So they really all got together when Aurora was two. Aquila was one, and Elijah was just being born. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And since then, he's taken on that role of uh, raising them and protecting them. Nice. Yeah. So, is it like, when, in raising these kids, like, these, these future teens, like, what kind of, like, what, what kind of, like, home life do, like do they have as a group is it like they stay in one place or do they have to move around a lot um i think based on the location that not even atticus wanted to go to but the one that he was directed to go to um they are pretty much safe for a time um safe to be kids for as long as they possibly can um Nice. Yeah, and and that's something that Atticus really wanted to stress, um, which is why he, which is why they find out a lot of things for the first time when they do, I guess. Um, yeah. But he he is that that uh, father figure role, even though he's like. Um, it's 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 definitely strange. They 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 have it's a different dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. because Elijah is the only one related to Atticus, but he's still a lot of a father and uncle, but also a really good friend as well to them. Okay. Yeah. How then is Elijah's relationship with Atticus different from Aquila and Aurora's relationships? Is it more like is Elijah more to be like the you're not my real dad or like is that something that the girls then fall to more? <laughs> um I'm sure Elijah's had a time like that before. Um especially in in his early development stage. Um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, I, I think that Atticus is probably a little bit more, maybe at times even tougher on him than he is um, with everybody else, but also mm-hmm. softer on him at times too. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Did, out of, just out of, like, curiosity then, did Atticus have, like, help in raising them, or was he really, like, doing the single parent thing? Um, indirectly and every now and then, yes, he would get some help, but for the purpose of why... The why, as like, why, why is he taking care of these three kids? Um, no, he did that all on his own. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, now I'm picturing like, um, like setting Atticus's, like framing Atticus's story in like a sitcom of like, even keeping it in like the sci-fi setting of like, oh, hey, this it, there's this there's a single dad raising three kids. Literally and something. <laughs> he looks into the camera and like grimace smiles as Elijah is like burping over his back or something like that. Yeah, something. <laughs> Hollywood would do something. Yeah. <laughs> Did does he like being a parent? He He didn't um I wouldn't say he didn't always. I would say that he didn't imagine his life mm-hmm. taking the turn that it did um, based on other people's decisions and actions. Yeah. Yeah. But eventually, yeah, he, he grows to, to love it and embraces it and basically reroutes his whole life um, Yeah. for that, for them. Aww. Yeah, yeah. You do what you gotta do for for the children, you know? Yeah, I totally get that. I was gonna ask, like, what is the biggest sacrifice that Atticus has made for the kids? But then I was like, that's probably a major spoiler. No. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... it. It's funny because it's... It, it was a sacrifice until it wasn't. You know, like then it it actually, then Atticus kind of is able to take a back seat to certain things, um, and puts his trust in them. Okay. Okay. Do you mean puts his trust in the kids? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I I hope. Th- that the that the the th- the three kids are able to do the things that he is trusting them to. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you a hey, you and a lot of other uh, characters, I imagine. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, what kind of? I, I'm I'm trying to remember. I feel like you put something in the Google form about like like Atticus and the kids having to go on like adventures or something like that. Is that something that happens in the story? Yes. That's something that happens avidly in the story. Um, and especially because it is a kind of like a law in, in the, the world of Orion, <clears throat> Orion with a Y, excuse me. Um, nice. That 
you have to be of a certain age to be able to travel. And even if you uh, are that certain age, you have to meet certain qualifications and travel with certain people. Like you can't just be out here traveling the galaxies by yourself, basically. Okay. Okay. So yeah, they, they go on a lot of adventures. You actually have to be certified. You got to, you kind of got kind of like how you had to have a driver's license here. Um, okay. You got to have qualifications to travel galaxies. Okay. And do they get certified or they don't get under the radar? No, they get, they get, they do get certified because it's a part okay, of their, okay. um, it's a part of their, their, what is the word I want to use? Training, I guess, if you want to say. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But no, some people, some, hey, some people definitely do that under the radar, though. That is for sure. Okay. Okay. I gotcha. So, since they kind of go on, since they do end up doing a whole bunch of traveling, can I ask why? Um, it's really to find other life. Um, there is a, not a, um, I guess it's, it's military, yes. Um, but not, mm-hmm. it's like a, a organization of these people called Voyagers and they, they travel to known parts and some even unknown parts of other galaxies and mm-hmm. look for life interesting okay uh, well that that is the i guess just to say the main reason why yeah is that like their reason on paper exactly exactly okay, okay. yep why are you here to explore other galaxies we promise. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We promise. Yep, that's exactly it. So I want to kind of pivot to something that you put on the Google form for Atticus. Um, you mentioned that Atticus is for anyone who feels like they've once lost themselves or misused their interests. Yes. Um, would you Would you like to speak on that? Yeah, sure. Um, Atticus's backstory um, comes with a lot. He is not a perfect person, um, and he didn't mm-hmm. just wake up becoming the person that he is. He um, he had a lot of struggles, um, and had a lot of bad times, just like everybody, anybody, um, and at the end of the day chose to overcome that um okay throughout all of his choices and decisions situations that he inevitably put himself in um yeah over time he he was able to basically climb out of the abyss in a sense okay interesting is it like is it things that are of like an external or an internal nature? Uh, definitely a good mix of both. Okay, okay. Yeah, you'll you'll see you'll see that um in flashbacks, um, and even ghosts kind of catching up to him. 
Okay, I have to ask. Literal ghosts or figurative <laughs> ghosts? <laughs> um, for right now, figurative ghosts, but who knows? Okay. Okay. <laughs> that was a good question. Is it like things coming back from Atticus's past, like his childhood, or is it like that things or factions or whatever that he encountered, like as a more recent adult, that kind of a thing? Um, no, I think a lot of his trials and tribulations happened when he was young. Um, so it probably would be from his childhood. Um, mm-hmm. But then still. It kind of still trickles down in some areas, even though he is very good at not showing it. Yeah. Would he Would he choose to show that to people at any point? Um. Instead of you know conceal, don't feel. Right. Right. Um. I could see that. I could. I could see it. Um. Kind of happening without his choice. You know, like. Hmm just something so crazy that happens like okay the threshold is broken already yeah um but not at first i don't i don't think that personal okay okay wants to to keep safe face or something (laughs) yeah he needs to be tough for the kids right yeah exactly something like that something like that yeah yeah so like what is what would you say like Atticus is proudest of with Elijah and Aurora and Aquila? Um really that they just made it that far. Um and that he's able to see them how they are now. Um mm-hmm. especially because things get pretty real pretty quick. Um, yeah, and he knows he, he has it has a little bit of a feeling um, that time's almost up. But you know, he wants him, like I said, he wants them to be kids for as long as he can. Okay, okay. So, what is what is like the coolest or like your most favorite thing that you've done with Atticus? Like, it doesn't have to be a spoiler. Or if you want to spoil something, you could just say it with no context. Okay, okay. Um, like, up, up to you. Coolest thing I've done with Atticus. Uh, it's, so, it's hard because, like, I've, I have, I've set him up to do a lot of cool things. Um, mm-hmm. But it's all, like... <sighs> I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> it's okay. Yeah, I, don't, I, I, that's, that's something that's, you'll, you'll have to, you'll have to read and find out, I guess. For that. <laughs> okay, okay, I gotcha. So, um, before we go into, uh, what will be the last question for today, um, is there anything else that you want to, like, talk about with Atticus that we haven't already discussed? Um, mm, no, I think we, um, no, I didn't. I don't think I went over that. Um, really, just the the story. My story is called yeah. Five Two Six. Um, overall, 
my the imagery in my head, I have always wanted to, and this goes with any story, any story that I have written, will write, whatever, mm-hmm. anything that I will be a part of. Um, in my eyes, I'm trying to hold up a big old mirror to the world and to society and yeah. show them, like, this is, here you go, like, this is this is what society looks like through my eyes, um, mm-hmm. and you'll you'll be able to see yourself in in many others um, in yeah. a lot of relatable situations. So that's that's always something in the forefront of my mind when I'm creating. Yeah. So what then is something that you are the most interested in mirroring within five two six? Um. A lot of the crazy things that have happened in this world, um, a lot of travesties, a lot of um, yeah, a lot of a lot of the anguish, pain, and despair. But also, I want to highlight a lot of beautiful moments as well, um, where humanity actually came together, um, mm-hmm. and and truly helped one another. Okay. And, yeah, not just doing it for for social media or doing it uh because you think you're going to get something in return but doing it for the genuine i want to help this person i don't want to see this person struggle mm-hmm. yeah. nice yeah, thank you what is then like the most the, the most silly the most like random thing that you're going to be mirroring into five two six like what what detail are you determined to have hold out um i think in that sense in the general sense of it the the normalization of things like just any all these different types of concepts that that maybe we find foreign uh because of our backgrounds um way of life whatever um there's mm-hmm. things that are going to be so completely normalized uh within this universe that people won't even bat an eye um, okay, but then there's also going to be that little, still that little anchor back to the real world to to mm-hmm. bring that um, that uh, skepticism in this in a way. Okay. Yeah. Uh, are there any of those that you would like to share? Um. <laughs> well, I guess it's not necessarily a a spoiler because it's fantasy right but magic right magic is something that we that a lot of people in this world don't think is real or just like think of it as something from harry potter or uh um something something very hollywood-esque um Mm -hmm. but truth be told magic is not what it is to be portrayed. Um, and I'm going to highlight that so hard. And there's going to be people 1,500 years from now um, in my storyline that still don't <laughs> think magic is real um, until it's in their faith, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, so that is that is something that, that I'm, I'm excited to set up. Nice. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So that it sounds like we are ready for the last question for today. Yeah, let's get to it. Okay. So, Michael, why do you love Atticus so much? Oh, wow. 
Why do I love Atticus so much? Um, I love Atticus so much because he represents so much um, from both of my worlds, from this world that I'm in with you right now and the world that I've created with him mm-hmm. and other characters. Um, the conceptualization of him, the time and energy that it's taken and eventually became effortless into just the, the really small, minute details of him, him specifically, and his background, um, the personalities that I put into him, um, the, the character mm-hmm. traits, good and bad, that I put into him. Um, yeah, like from your, from your dad and your brother and you? Yep, yes, exactly. Um, I, I grew up looking at those personalities and feeling them myself and understanding um mm-hmm. the, the understanding the similarities um and i for me it's it's so much more than relatable um and i think that's why it's easy yeah. to really move around with atticus as much as i do um because uh someone i cannot remember who said this um but they said, as, as long as you know the personality of your character, the dialogue writes itself. And, and that was a real eye opener for me. Um, and a, a real, a real major key, uh, for me to, to actually have nice okay. flowing, natural dialogue, um, and not have it sound like corny or, or not real or anything like that. Stilted. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, um, and, and, and I think because the representation overlaps, um, Mm -hmm. from both worlds, because still representing, it's representing me, my brother and my father, um, personally for me. And then as the audience and the viewers read and, uh, look at the material, they can, then themselves mm-hmm. find themselves in my characters. Um, and that is, that is the always at the top of the list of, of what I want to do and why I want to do it. Because I want, I like my characters, they're going to get at you. They're going to get inside your head and they're going to get inside your heart. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's, it's, it's meant to be, it's meant to be that way. Um, nice. meant to make you look and think and feel. Nice. That, that that's a very good goal with a character. I Thank feel you. like. Yeah. Oh gosh, I I guess this is a good point at which to go ahead and say uh, thank you so much, Michael, for coming on today to talk about uh to talk about Atticus and his world and Elijah and Akila and Aurora. Wow. Yeah. Thank you for actually having me on here. It is crazy. Um, this is the first podcast I've ever actually done too. So. Um, oh really? Thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, may it not be the last. It surely will not. Wow. <laughs> so, Michael, this is the part of the podcast where you get to shout out and to tell us where you would like to be found on the internet if you so choose to be found. Okay. Do you have anything that you want to promote? Yeah, um, I'll promote my Twitter, um, at Michael underscore XIV. Uh, my Instagram, MichaelAngelo.art. Um uh my art station king m14 um michael little look me up on linkedin i guess if anybody still uses that 
Um, <laughs> that reminds me, I need to actually update my LinkedIn profile. See, yeah, exactly. Um, and wow, thank you for for the time, and, and thank you to all the people that have helped me come as far as I've come so far. <laughs> <laughs> oh, before I forget, where can people read Atticus's story? Oh, Webtoon. Um, check me out in June, 526. Um, it's nice. coming out in June. I'm, I'm coming hot. It's, it's going to be maybe a hefty first chapter, but you know, this is, this is honestly some years in the making and I'm, I'm excited to, to really, to really have it out there for the first time, um, after all this time and then really start to develop the story more. Nice. And I'm excited for you. Thank it's you always, much. it's always fun to bring a project to fruition and like publication exactly like the the time energy sacrifice you know it's it's all worthwhile in the end really when things like that happen yeah okay i think then this is the part where i go ahead and i do my outro (laughs) okay so before I forget, I'm going to do the current events blast before the rest of the outro. Please, if you are financially capable, uh, please support local uh, advocacy organizations in your area, um, especially if it's an organization uh, that works as like a community support. Um, oh gosh, I forget the word for them, but like the the... <sighs> Like, the, the organizations that are in your community to help support people in your community, like like Black people, like Asian and American, a, a, like Asian, support marginalized people. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to get at here. <laughs> There's, there, are, there are organizations in your area that will be able to help them in various ways, whether that's um, like a bail fund or through other kinds of activism. Um, and a helpful way is always uh, keep your government representatives accountable for for decisions that they are make that are going to be affecting uh, trans and LGBTQ inclusive people, uh, for decisions they're going to make that are going to be affecting Black people, Brown people, First Nations people, um, people from the Asian and Pacific Island region. Uh, basically, just keep keep them accountable. Help if you can. And always, always support and advocate uh, for people who are currently being oppressed by police violence and and institutional violence and everything. <sighs> okay, and now for the rest of the outro. <laughs> the Home for Ray Widows is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be found through Acast and your local podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is Violet by Poppington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. We can be reached at waywardocpod at gmail.com or through waywardocpod on Twitter. If you'd like to talk about Wayward or the other Corner Podcast Network shows like Loser Like Me, Not If I Reboot You First, and Faithful, we have a Discord server. If you're interested in joining it, uh, please feel free to message one of those uh, show Twitter accounts and we can get you an invitation. And I am always looking for guests to talk about their original characters on the show. So if you're interested, or if you know someone who is, uh, please feel free to either uh, get a hold of me through the email or the Wayward Twitter accounts. Uh, or there is a Google form that is currently the pinned tweet 
on the Wayward OC Twitter account. Um, also, I would super appreciate it if you can uh, subscribe and rate and review us on your listening plef- on your listening platform of choice because that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been the for Wayward OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) This is a Ninth World Journal. A careless experiment with a teleportation device has left me stranded in random places throughout the Ninth World. While trying to survive in these strange lands, I must find a way to reverse my condition. A Ninth World Journal is a science fantasy audio drama podcast. Subscribe to listen or visit ninthworldjournal.com.